All these uh, are elements that, that will help a, a person get to the point where they're saying, okay, I, I think I finally understand what, what it is that's missing. It's, it's not some nebulous, out there, emotional uh, wave that comes over me. And that's why a lot of people go to revivals. They think it's the next wave of, and we even call that in the church, right? What's yeah. the next wave coming in? Well, I, you know, I think if the, if the water line's full, you don't need a wave. And I think because people aren't living a full water line, they're not f- living in the fullness that Christ has for us, then they need a, they need another wave to crash on them. I, I've always liked in the, in the Old Testament, Saul, he kept getting, uh, it said the Holy Spirit would move on him and he'd prophesy, but it never mentioned that to David because David was constantly in the Spirit and he knew the mind of Christ. And so I, I don't want to just have a, a wave um, of holiness. I want to live holistically so that spirit, soul, and body, as Thessalonians says, uh, <clears throat> that, that I'm living that complete life In the United States, we have one of the highest standards of living in the modern world, but people are struggling more than ever with mental and physical illnesses. Almost one in five people have a diagnosable anxiety disorder, and more than two in three adults is considered overweight or obese. And these numbers often don't change very much inside the church. But we follow a God who calls us to life in abundance. Jesus says his yoke is easy and light. So what does that life look like? How do we achieve this? In this episode of the Gary Wilkerson podcast, Gary discusses how he was spurred into developing healthier physical and emotional habits. And these in turn have positively affected his relationships in every part of his life. He shares how pursuing a relationship with God has also helped him remain steadfast in his pursuit of staying healthy in all areas of his life. Now here's our host, Bob Dimmer. Welcome to another uh, Gary Wilkerson podcast, and uh, we're so grateful that you joined us again today. And today we have a a good topic, an interesting topic that I think is beneficial to a lot of people, and that is the idea of living a holistic life. Now, that may may sound a little different to some people. They're thinking maybe holiness. That's not what we're talking about when we're talking about a holistic life. Gary, what's the difference between holiness and a holistic life? Well, to start off with the word holistic is dangerous because a lot of people in the evangelical um, Christian world see that almost like a new age word, like holistic has to do with uh, Eastern meditation or yoga, and it's not at all. It, it is, it's, uh, it's, it's actually a much uh, more biblical word than that. If, and so what the Holy Spirit's after is that you live a complete life. And uh, many people that I minister to are living an incomplete life. <clears throat> they're they're living full in some areas, and other areas they feel empty. Something's missing from their life. You you, you probably heard that right, yeah. Bob? Like, there's just there's something missing. And this can be somebody who's been a Christian for 30 years. They they could be a pastor, and they just have that 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 gnawing sense in the depth of their soul. Like, there's got to be more to life than this. There's something missing, and that's where holistic living comes in. The reality is maybe something is missing, and we need to discover what that is and implement that in their lives. Do you feel like in culture today there's a, a feeling, I don't need to be good at everything. I, you know, God set me up to be good at one thing, and that's just not my gift. It's not my talent. I'm not going to worry about that. It, does that does that detract from them? Well, yeah. Well, I, th- I would imagine they're thinking in the sense of, like, uh, you know, I, I'm not good uh, as an accountant. Uh, I can barely keep receipts when I travel. Um, so, so and, and I don't feel like I have to try to become 
you know, great with numbers or mathematician. <clears throat> but when it comes to basic life skills, things that make life worth living, th then you've got to go all out. You, you can't parcel that out and say, I'm going to be really good at taking care of my family, but I'm not going to have any friends or vice versa. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out every night and hang out with my friends and have fun, but I'm going to ignore my children. There has to be a holistic approach that, that takes in, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit later about the, I call them the eight Fs, eight mm -hmm. cylinders, that, um, that, that they're sort of, uh, I don't use them as a checklist because that could be unhealthy, but just as reminders of these are some things that, that the Holy Spirit would have us pay attention to so that our life could become uh, holy and holistic. Mm -hmm. You know, in this age of specialization that we live in, it's gotten kind of hard, hasn't it? I mean, we've all taken the personality test, and they can probably quote our Myers-Briggs, <laughs> <Right. laughs> our, 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 uh, our four letters. Uh, you talked about friends. Could there be some that say, um, oh, I'm just an introvert. You know, my Myers-Briggs mm -hmm. Myers test says I'm an introvert, yeah. so I'm not going to worry about making friends. They really miss out on a lot, though, don't they? They do, yeah. So I, I, I'm an introvert. I'm, um, my favorite day of the week is when I have uh, my Bible and I'm at home and uh, just uh, uninterrupted time with the Lord and just time uh, to reflect, to think, to plan, to strategize about world challenge and the vision we have and missions and mm. uh, strategies for conferences that we're doing. So I love I love that day, and I do that at least once, maybe twice a week. <clears throat> um, and and uh, but, but I also realize that... Um, Unless I have friends, that that my life begins to, to there's an ebb and flow to life. Without friends, the it ebbs away from joy. It ebbs away from energy, um, and 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 you can kind of uh, you, you sort of close in on yourself. You fold fold in on yourself is what some psychiatrists call it. Psychologists call it folding in on yourself, where your world becomes so introverted and you become so um, such a uh, spend so much of your energy examining your own heart uh, that. Uh, you don't get a realistic view of yourself or of the world, and so your friends are an important part of that to make you, as as you, the first question you ask about what's the difference between holy, H-O-L-Y, and whole, holy, uh, you know, with a holistic view, and the 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 one I grew up with, with uh, what would be considered a holiness movement. Uh, my grandfather was a holiness preacher. He used mm. to take a tent and travel all around the United States preaching about hellfire and brimstone and, and mm. live a holy life or you won't see the Lord. And that's so, there's, there's such great truth to that. So I, I understood holiness in the sense of um, I, I, I want to live uh, above sin. Uh, I want to pursue Christ. I want to read my Bible. I want to pray. I want to go to church. I want to have Christian fellowship. I want to fast. I want to tithe. I want to go on missions trips. And, and, and those fit in the c category of holy, H-O-L-Y, but I had so much in my life missing that wasn't holy with the with the a, with the W. Um, mm -hmm. Friendships were missing. I, I think I shared on this podcast once before about my my friend Tim Delina who uh, was preaching with me in a conference and and he had every all of us pastors or probably several hundred pastors there. He said, "Hold up one hand," and he said, "Now list the f your five closest friends, intimate friends that you could count on that that you're really it's a devotion to one another and it's been a, a, you're pursuing one another and and you know each other's uh, stuff and you, you're they're there to call on you." And so I raised my hand and I, and I listed on my five five real quick. And then he said, but they can't be your wife or your kids. And I went, oh, no. So there's my five are gone. And they said, let's do it again. I went, well, you know, I mentioned so-and-so and so-and-so. And, -so. and I got to the third one and I was questioning four and five. I was like, no, they're coworkers or they're acquaintances or they're a pastor in another city. But they're not really my close, intimate friends. And, 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 and it really hit me at the core. It's, okay, I'm holy in the sense of loving Jesus and praying, having that day or two alone with the Lord. But I'm not whole in the sense of made complete in Christ by the community that he's called us to build. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer calls it life together. 
And, and so, so First Thessalonians says to be complete, with, to, to get beyond that sense of something's missing in my life. There's a, a, there's a, there's a sense of, of uh, angst in me because I know there's something out there that I don't have. Then we have to examine something that uh, goes beyond sort of what we hear almost every Sunday in church, read your Bible, pray, or even Christian fellowship, which is, is different than really having intimate friends. Um, belonging to a small group is not necessarily having friends. Uh, you can hide in a small group to almost as well as you can hide in a megachurch. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so getting that, that sense, so, so I, was, I was living a holy lifestyle, but not holistic in the sense of uh, I was overweight, I never exercised, I didn't have close friendships. I was I was a pastor of a you know a growing somewhat you know near 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 being a megachurch, uh, and uh, you know, as I said I couldn't count five really close friends mm-hmm. on one hand. It was people that I was ministering to. There's kind of this for pastors particularly. There's this, and I think any leader there's this sense of you're you're separate to some degree. You don't want to be. You don't mean to be. But you kind of almost have to be in order to to be in a position to. To, to give to people and they're, they're, you're there to help them. You're, mm-hmm. you're not, they're not there to help you. Yeah. And so that, that builds a, a superficial wall that is un, unhealthy to not have friendships. So, so I, I uh, oh, a little over a year ago, I, I just began to see the need in my life to self-advocate for a holistic life. And, and then it changed my whole life and it changed my ministry, um, a much broader message now uh, comes out of my mouth when I'm speaking, mm. and and I'm finding people are really, uh, not they're not not that they're not helped if I'm preaching on holiness, if I'm preaching on uh, overcoming anger, that's an issue of holiness, but it's also an issue of wholeness, and so I'm seeing I'm seeing life from a whole different perspective, and it's really brought real joy and peace to me, and I think a greater influence on people that I have a chance to share my life with. Mm. Uh, you just got back from a conference uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, mm-hmm. an uh, Inspire conference, where this was the topic of, of your, your message yeah. to the group that was there, and you said it had great reaction. Yeah. Tell us about the reaction that you got after you gave this message that kind of uh, dealt with wholeness in yeah. your Christian life. I would say, first of all, I was pleasantly surprised that there, is, there are some Christian men and women in leadership who are thinking in these terms, and they're putting on a whole conference. It's, they're in their fifth year now. And it's inspiring us to live a holistic life in Christ, in community and in health and in fitness and in our <clears throat> uh, our diet, our food, uh, you know, what we put in our body. And so uh, both of them are, you know, guys, the leaders are <clears throat> guys who uh, immediately had an affinity with them. Uh, they're, 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 they One runs a couple gyms, I think, there in that in that region of the country, and they're both doing these conferences. Um, they've been doing it for five years, and uh, I hope I don't come across as boastful here, but just, just to share, I think what I would say is the great need and, the, and maybe even the vacuum in this area. Um, when I got done speaking, I talked to one of the leaders, my wife, as we were leaving, we talked to the other leader, and without them having talked to each other, as far as we know, they both commented right after the session was over as we were leaving, in five years of all the Christian leaders we've had speak here, none of them were able to address this issue as succinctly and clearly and passionately as we wanted it to be done. And so there were a lot of good sermons and a lot of good topics about things that, again, almost maybe more holy mm-hmm. than holistic. And so they said, said, we're so thankful this is the best talk we've ever heard uh, here because it fits so well. And what I talked about was, was the need, uh, you know, it, for me to live a holy life, to wake up in the morning and pursue Jesus passionately, 
I have to be in pretty good health because if not, I'm going to be exhausted when I wake up or I'm going to sleep in. Or if I do set the alarm clock for early, I'm going to fall back to sleep or I'm going to have brain fog. And so the way I eat is, 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 is being holy, uh, being complete. Uh, the, the way I get enough sleep, the way I, uh, I, or I don't sleep too much, get lazy and slothful and just you know, lay on the couch. Uh, so all these uh, are elements that, that will help a, a person get to the point where they're saying, okay, I, I think I finally understand what, what it is that's missing. It's, it's not some nebulous, out there, emotional uh, wave that comes over me. And that's why a lot of people go to revivals. They think it's the next wave of, and we even call that in the church, right? What's no. the next wave coming in? Well, I, you know, I think if the, if the water line's full, you don't need a wave. And I think because people aren't living a full water line, they're not f- living in the fullness that Christ has for us, then they need a, they need another wave to crash on them. I, I've always liked in, this, in the Old Testament, Saul, he kept getting, uh, it said the Holy Spirit would move on him and he'd prophesy, but it never mentioned that to David because David was constantly in the Spirit mm-hmm. and he knew the mind of Christ. And so I, I don't want to just have a, a wave um, of holiness. I want to live holistically so that spirit, soul, and body, as Thessalonians says, uh, <clears throat> that, that I'm living that complete life in that. And, uh, and let me touch on that word soul for a second, too, sure. if you don't mind. Um, soul, uh, most experts say, is, is, is your mind, what you think, your emotions, what you feel, and your will, how you act. And a lot of Christians are trying to act right. Uh, they hear a sermon about act like this. Okay, I will act like this. But their mind's not convinced they need to. They'd rather act like this. So their mind is saying one thing. They're, that's what uh, James called a double-minded man. And he's unstable in all his ways. And so the mind has to be convinced of what it's doing. Well, how does the mind get convinced? I believe the mind is convinced when the emotions kick in uh, and, and empower the mind to think a certain way. So the example I use is I realized I was 50 pounds overweight. So so, uh, so what was my why? Why do I want to lose this weight? Because you need a big why. Your, why. your why is your emotional question. What is what you want to do? I want to lose weight. That's what, what you want to do. Well, why? If you don't have a big why, you'll, you'll never accomplish your goals. And so, my, so here's an example. Like if my why is, you know, uh, my belt is getting too tight and it cost me $30 to buy a new belt. So, you know, chuck that. I don't, I don't want to spend 30 bucks on a new belt. So I'm going to lose weight so I don't have to buy a new belt. You know, right? Yeah. That's not a very strong why, right? You know, you know, how far is that going to get you? Yeah. Um, but if my why is, um, you know, I, I want to be there when my kids walk. I want to walk my daughter down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Or I want to see my grandkids born. Or I want to see my grandkids graduate from high school. Am I where, where I'm thinking now? Maybe even more importantly, is I want to have the energy to do what God's called me to do. I don't want, I don't want to be lethargic and have brain fog and, and be exhausted half the day. I don't want to come home from work and just fall on the couch and not take care of my wife. Mm-hmm. So these big whys started happening to me, and it made me uh, able to, to emotionally have the strength to say, my mind is made up. Um, so I, I, I choose now. Then the will engages immediately follow that. Now I have willpower. You know, everything I do, everything you do, we do, has to have have a why. So, so um, I, I want to know Jesus. I want to, I want to, I want to love Jesus. So that's why I read my Bible. I don't do it to, you know, to to earn brownie points or fear I'm going to not get into heaven unless I have a devotional life. It's like I, I want to know Him. So my why is big. Therefore, my mind is made up. My emotions are convinced by my by my why, and then my will has has some impetus to it. It has something behind it that empowers me to do what 
uh, uh, my mind wants to do. Any one of those three that are not present in your life at any time, you'll probably fail. You'll probably fall short of the goal that you have. And so if you're double-minded, you're, you're, uh, even, even if you're emotion. So, so, you, so I say, uh, I want to lose weight because I want to have the energy to serve Christ and my family well. But if my mind is not convinced about that, uh, you know, my mind starts saying, Gary, serve yourself. You know, just look at your for your own self. You, you know, your kids are fine. They'll take care. Of so my mind starts wavering. Then I do that. So I have to again remind myself of why I'm doing this. Uh, 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 renew my mind, as Jesus said, uh, to put my mind in the place to, to have this same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Have that same mind in me, and then I have a, a whole new energy for willpower. But but uh, you know, if if any one of those three, I'd say particularly the mind and the emotions. Uh, the will seems to flop, seems the, the will is more of a servant than it is a master, and uh, some people try to make it their master and and fight tooth and nail, bootstrapping it to get mm. the willpower to to be spiritual, to be holy, to be holistic, to be uh, a good father, to be you know, you know they're trying to do that. So 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 the yeah, getting those three together. Let me give a couple practical things too. Mm, sure. I, I, I would say. Uh, uh, the, the, sometimes uh, for me reading something um, so so when I started losing weight it started with uh, reading a book by Dr. Mark Hyman uh, called The 10-Day Detox and it started off just just shocking me about the garbage I'm putting in my body sh- sugar I was I was drinking 12 to 14 Diet Dr. Peppers every day having brownies for breakfast uh, chocolate chip cookies for dinner popcorn all the time just all kinds of garbage <clears throat> garbage in and garbage coming out low energy and stuff like that so i read that book and it shocked me and that started that 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 gave me um, an emotional and mental charge so my will began to get engaged i find personally as because we tend to lose the emotional pull towards our our <clears throat> we lose will because our mind starts getting less convinced we need to uh, so, so w- that's why it's harder to lose the last five pounds yeah. because our, our mind starts saying, you know, uh, um, uh, my waist is down and my belt fits now. Yeah. So, so we don't go that last half hour because our mind is there, our will gets disengaged, and our emotional, we're not emotionally as invested in losing the last five pounds. That's why it's almost difficult, most difficult to do that. <clears throat> so, I find myself when I'm drifting away from my why and my will begins to diminish, I have to stir. Stir yourself up. Uh, Paul even mentioned that. You know, uh, <clears throat> stir up that good work that's in you. Stir up that gift that's within you. And so for me, it's reading. Um, and I would recommend that to, to, to people listening, that the, uh, whatever it is that is lacking in that, that holistic living, uh, if it's finances, <clears throat> get, get something good by Dave Ramsey or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and, and read it and start, uh, re- read about budgeting, mm-hmm. get that. If it's about friendships, uh, Bonhoeffer's Life Together is a good starting place or some stuff by Larry Crabb that uh, he, he talks about relationships, how important it is um, to, you know, that, mm-hmm. that we're made for two things in life. One is significance and the other is impact. Mm-hmm. And we need community to be able to, to, to do that. So reading uh, and then um, uh, examining your own heart to, to see, uh, is there a deeper why of doing something? So if if you just want to look, have a beach body, you're probably not going to do it. Uh, but if you want to go further and have something that is pleasing to the Lord and makes you feel like that that angst of isn't there something more is almost gone. It's mm-hmm. never totally gone, uh, but it's but it's almost gone. You know that's good advice too because I it's amazing how when we do something that brings in an area of life that's that's lacking, 
how good we feel. You know, if yeah. I have not exercised oh, for a while absolutely. and I get up early and exercise, I feel so yeah. good, and then suddenly it yeah. slowly goes away. You'd think yeah. that good feeling would keep us going, but yeah. you've explained well how that goes away, and it, yeah. it's easy to lose if we don't keep our, our eye on it. Yeah, and that's where I think the reading helps stir us. I would say secondly, then community, um, to other people. Uh, that's why <clears throat> I work out at home, but I also work out in the gym and uh over Christmas, I took a vacation, and I didn't get back till January 5th or something like that. So it was about 10, 12 days where I didn't work out, and I was eating horribly. I mean, you should see this one breakfast. So I'm a healthy eater, but this one breakfast, I went to a restaurant, and I had like two waffles, pancakes, an omelet, a cinnamon roll, and, and, and scrambled eggs, all on, you know, like t- two helpings of plates. And so when I got back, I was just like, uh, you know, I, and it was so strange. It, it it actually impacted my will. I don't I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. And the my friend uh, Eric, the owner of our gym that I go to, he called me up. Said, Hey Gary, where are you? And I said, Oh man, I'm just feeling. I just can't get. I'm feeling lethargic. I just can't get back in there. And he said, You know what? Uh, he said I've been working out for 30 years. I'm a bodybuilder. I own my own CrossFit gym. Um, and he says, and I get to that same place. I totally understand where you're coming from. I want to quit a lot of times. So I said, you do? <laughs> you do this for a living, and you want to quit? He said, yeah, it's just hard. And I said, well, what do you do? He says, I just show up. <laughs> and I said, I said, what do you mean? He said, just, he said, just tomorrow, just come to the gym. You don't even have to work out if you want. Just, just put some sneakers on and walk in the gym. Uh, give some high fives to some guys. You know, get a hug and, and just watch us if you want to. And I, well, I got there. I did. You know, he actually... I told him I was going to come. He said, okay, that's a, you're, I got your word now, so you're going to come. I said, okay, I'll be there tomorrow. I didn't want to come the next day, uh, but I said, well, I told him I would. So I showed up, um, and I thought, yeah, I might as well work out. I was, having a, I was struggling. I couldn't breathe. Uh, but I was, when <laughs> I was done, there. I felt good. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, a lot of us, we quit that, that thing that we know, that, that holistic thing that needed to be added to our life, the friendships, the financial discipline. Uh, and so say it's finances, you know, and, and you get on a budget and then for two weeks you're off the budget and you're going out to eat every night and you just bought some new clothes mm-hmm. and you feel like a failure. And so you say, you know, I'm, and then the mind starts saying, that's again, the, the soul, the mind starts saying, you'll never do this. You, you, you've, you've overspent your whole life. You, you know, you're you're fooling yourself to think you could ever live on a budget. Uh, don't don't even try, because every time you try, you end up just disappointed. Well, you, if you don't try, you may not be disappointed, but you're going to be miserable, and you're going to you know have financial crisis that's going to make it even worse than if you try and miss and try and miss. And so, uh, I would recommend what whatever element of whether it be your faith or your family or your friendships or f- food, the way you eat or your fitness, the way you work out having some fun every 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 week make sure you do some fun activity uh, these are holistic approaches to life and if you're failing in one of them uh, just re- reboot re-energize and again reading and uh, in community so uh, as I said my friend Eric uh, he he was the Kickstarter for me to get back engaged and now I'm going almost every day again and I feel great it's just but it, it but it took a it took community to do that you've been listening to the Gary Wilkerson podcast. Taking the steps to live a healthier, well-rounded life can be hard. Don't let yourself become discouraged by challenges as you move forward into a healthier way of life. If you're interested in daily encouragements, then you'll probably enjoy our 86 seconds video devotionals. Each short video is a mini devotional from Gary Wilkerson. He points out simple but profound truths in scripture that can change the way we approach problems or other people we're called to love. 
These short videos about how the Word informs every part of our lives are a vital part of living a salt and light to the world. Look for our new 86 Seconds devotional videos at worldchallenge.org slash 86 seconds. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge. Sound designed for this episode by Mike Hall-Smith. This episode was written by Rachel Schmitz. Our producer is Chris Wigington with video production by Aaron Gale. We hope to see you next time on the Gary Wilkerson Podcast when Bob and Gary will discuss having joy in our lives. Having fun and delighting in God's blessings is an important part of our walk with God. And Gary talks about how celebrating good things in our lives is part of godly living. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ.